chapter fifteen of the book of this and that this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by kathleen the book of this and that by robert lind the heart of mr galsworthy mr galsworthy has been writing to the times on the heartlessness of parliament the times always noted for its passion for humane causes ranges itself behind him and asserts that english men have now learned to speak of the politician with intellectual contempt as of one who is making a game of realities who fiddles a dull tune while rome is burning both mr galsworthy and the times are apparently agreed that the measures which parliament has for some time past been discussing are matters of trivial significance and in so far as they take up time which might be devoted to better things are an outrage upon the conscience of to use the odd phrase of the newspaper those who are most interested in the spectacle of life and the future of mankind mr galsworthy wearing his heart in his ink-pot not only denounces the indifference of politicians to vital things but goes on to lay down an alternative programme a programme of the heart as he might call it in contrast to the programme of the hustings he begins his list of things which ought to be legislated about with the sweating of women workers and insufficient feeding of children and he ends it with live instances of in an even odder phrase than that quoted from the times abhorrent things done daily daily left undone export of horses worn out in work for englishmen save the mark export that for a few pieces of blood money delivers up old and faithful servants to wretchedness mutilation of horses by docking so that they suffer offend the eye and are defenceless against the attacks of flies that would drive men so treated crazy caging of wild things especially wild songbirds by those who themselves think liberty the breath of life the jewel above price slaughter for food of millions of creatures every year by obsolete methods that none but the interested defend importation of the plumes of ruthlessly slain wild birds mothers with young in the nest to decorate our gentle women probably ninety-nine readers out of a hundred will sympathize with mr galworthy's bitter cry against a parliament that has so long left these and other wrongs unrighted let mr galsworthy take any one of his cases of inhumanity by itself and he is sure of the support of nearly all decent people in demanding that an end shall be put to it the human conscience has developed considerably in recent years in regard to the treatment both of human beings and of animals and though conscience is frequently dumb in the impressive presence of economic interests it has still the power to get things done as witness for example the establishment of minimum wage boards in certain sweated trades mr galsworthy however does not ask you to consider each of his desired reforms on its merits he asks you in effect to put them in place of the reforms which politicians are at present discussing almost any one of them he declares of his brood of evils is productive of more suffering to innocent and helpless creatures 
human or not and probably of more secret harm to our spiritual life more damage to human nature than for example the admission or rejection of tariff reform the disestablishment or preservation of the welsh church i would almost say than the granting or non-granting of home rule it seems to me that mr galsworthy is doing his cause or causes no service in making comparisons of this sort he is like a man who would go before parliament when it was discussing some big project like the nationalization of the railways and deny its right to legislate on such a matter till it had passed a measure forbidding the sticky sort of fly-papers one might sympathize heartily with his desire to abolish the slow torture of flies and i for one detest with my whole soul those filthy fly-traps in which the insects go dragging their legs out till they die but it is obvious that the question of cruelty to flies is one which must be dealt with on its own merits to weigh it in the balance against such a thing as nationalization of the railways is merely to invite a humorous rather than a serious treatment of the question it is not a comic question in itself it may easily become comic as a result of some ridiculous comparison that is more or less what one feels in regard to mr galworthy's implied comparison between the importance of free trade and the importance of putting an end to the export of horses worn out in work for english men save the mark export that for a few pieces of blood money delivers up old and faithful servants to wretchedness in so far as the export of horses leads to cruelty and wretchedness i agree with mr galsworthy that it ought to be stopped not because the horses are worn out in work for englishmen not because they are old and faithful servants that is mere sentimentalizing and rhetoric but because they are living creatures which ought not to be subjected to any pain that is not necessary on the other hand is not mr galsworthy rather unimaginative in failing to see that tariff reform might conceivably lead in present circumstances to intense pain and distress in every town and county in england the imposition or non-imposition of a tariff may seem at a superficial glance to belong to the mere pedantry of politics but consider the human consequences of such a thing every penny taken out of the pockets of the poor owing to an increase in the price of goods means the disappearance of a potential pennyworth of food from the poor man's home obviously in a country where hundreds of thousands of people are living on the edge of starvation and over it even a slight raise in the cost of things might produce the most calamitous results starvation and disease and the anguish of those who have to watch their children suffer an increase in crime and insanity and wretchedness these are all quite conceivable results of a sudden change in the poor man's capacity to buy the necessaries of life that is the humane free trader's case for free trade the humane tariff reformer's case for tariff reform on the other hand is that a change in the fiscal system would increase wages and employment and quickly put an end to the present abominations of starvation sweating and unemployment i am not concerned for the moment with the comparative merits of free trade and tariff reform 
i am concerned merely with pointing out that mr galsworthy's theory that such a thing as the export of worn-out horses causes more suffering to innocent and helpless creatures than would be caused by an error in fiscal policy affecting millions of men and women and children does not bear a moment's examination take again mr galworthy's comparison of the case of the home rule bill with the case of the caging of wild songbirds is not mr galsworthy in this instance also lacking in imagination had he read irish history he would have learned a little about the suffering to innocent and helpless creatures that logically flows from the denial of a country's right to self-government i will give the classic example in the late forties of the nineteenth century the irish potato crop failed the crops of corn were abundant cattle were abundant but the potatoes everywhere rotted in the fields under a mysterious blight as the potato was the staple food of the people this would have been sufficiently disastrous even in a self-governed country but if ireland had had self-government in eighteen forty seven does anyone believe that her ministers would have allowed corn and cattle to go on being exported from the country while the people were starving right through the famine ireland went on exporting grain and cattle to the value of seventeen million pounds a year so that rents might be paid many leading irishmen urged the government to pass a temporary measure prohibiting the export of foodstuffs from ireland while the famine lasted this step had been taken by the governments of belgium and portugal in similar circumstances had it been taken in ireland as it is incredible that it would not if the union had not been in existence between half a million and a million men women and children would have been saved from the torture of death by starvation and typhus fever not only this but does not mr galsworthy also overlook those multiplied agonies of exile eviction and agrarian crime which living creatures in ireland would have been spared in great measure at least if the country had possessed self-government it may be doubted whether all the wild song-birds that have ever existed since the garden of eden have endured among them such an excess of misery as fell to the lot of the irish people in the half-century following the famine much of it preventable by a simple change in the machinery of the constitution nor can one easily measure the amount of suffering in england indirectly due to the fact that the political intellect of the country was so occupied with the irish question that it had not the time or the energy left to tackle scores of pressing english questions housing poor law reform half-time these and a host of other matters have been thrust out of the way till statesmen released from the woes of ireland might have time to consider them many socialists have a way of forgetting the social meaning of constitutional changes they regard constitutional reform as something that delays social reform whereas it may be something that enables the public if it so desires to speed up social reform that is why home rule the abolition of the veto of the house of lords and a dozen comparable matters must be as eagerly ensued by socialists as by radicals the underfed child the sweated woman even the maltreated animal i imagine will benefit as a result of changes which 
to say the least take some of the impediments out of the way of the social reformer meanwhile let mr galsworthy and those who think with him redouble their efforts on behalf of humanity whether towards man or beast but let them not seek to destroy a good thing that is being done in order to call attention to a good thing that is not being done let them not try to persuade us that it is more important for the russian people to abolish mousetraps than to get a constitutional monarch and sound parliamentary institutions i have the sincerest respect for mr galsworthy's heart for the generous passion with which he stands up for all the lame dogs in the world i agree heartily with every separate cause he advocates in his letter to the times it is only his table of values with which i quarrel and the destructive use he makes of it i believe that an overwhelming case could be made out against parliament on the score of its heartlessness but mr galsworthy has not made it End of chapter 15